Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another week of spirited clothing and indigestion because I feel like I'm gonna throw up. I know I like um, I was <laughs> over here just like wait isn't this this our last week? Yes. Wow, it has been so fun, guys. Just dressing up as whatever we're doing. Everything under the sun. Even though next week, like, technically we're recording on Halloween, but we don't have Mm -hmm. a theme day for that, unfortunately, because the episode doesn't come out until November 1st. Well, we celebrated Halloween early this year, four times. Um, But what is our theme this week? Taylor. This week, we decided to do something um, in our own best interest, something very self-involved. What is that word um, that people use? Hold on. Self. Uh, there's a word. I can't think of it. Like self. Oh, indulgent. Self-indulgent. Okay, okay. there we go. <laughs> I was going to be mad at myself if I didn't get that. We said, let's do something C&D related. It could be a podcast reference. It could be a character from a review. Anything that just felt right. Mm. Who are you so, this week? Oh, I'm going first. Okay, cool. Um, so at first I wanted to go as Hannah Baker because a classic. But I, I was so stressed out this week. I had so much to do, so much to prepare for that I forgot like, I just forgot, I, I've been, like, preparing for ev- every other um, Spirit Week costume except for this one. Um, so I couldn't prepare for Hannah Baker because I want to do Hannah Baker justice, obviously. <laughs> if anyone deserves justice, it's her. But I have one that's simple and easy. We've never reviewed this movie, but we have referenced this man, this character, so many times. It is... Sean Parker. Sean Parker. Sean Parker, you... CEO of Napster. Oh, did you really think we were going to let you parade around your ridiculous suits thinking you were the business head of the... Sorry, yeah. my prod is at the cleaners. Mm. Walk me through he your outfit. That. So, um, obviously, waist up because... You don't have to see what's going on (laughs) below that. Um, But I have a black, a classic black blazer. And I feel like that's the only thing he wore throughout that entire movie, except for that scene with Dakota Johnson. And then a plain white t-shirt, just like all the plain men in that movie, except for Andrew Garfield. Except for Eduardo Saverin himself. Um, Mm -hmm. I love that you decided to be a businesswoman. Um... Shauna, maybe? Shayna? Uh, <laughs> I would have liked to have seen the um, Justin Timberlake ramen noodle hair added to the I package. Know how, you know, I don't know how to do that. I'll be, I wanted to do that too, but honestly, I can't do it justice. I don't think I can do anything justice this week. Mm. Except you know, for the podcast. And you know, with Hannah Baker, I would have had to do the ramen noodle hair as well. I wouldn't have had to. Hers was like a looser ramen. Hers was more like, I don't know, like a curly angel hair. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, yeah, and who are you 
This I love your outfit, by the way. Thank Amazing. you so much. Um, I originally was going to do something totally different. I thought I was going to try to be one of the Olsen twins from the Got Milk poster. Or I was going to dress as a milk carton and put the five sauce boys like on my shirt and be like, oh my god. But I didn't have the arts and crafts time this week to do that. So instead, I decided to do something for my little Kendall or my little Katie in this instance. <laughs> never, never call me that again. Anyway, I'm going to be Jill. I'm going to be, I am, Jill Vertes from Dance Moms. We did a whole episode dedicated to it. It's an older one. I don't know, like, the number, but it's way, way back. It's, it's like, 14 or something, I Is think. it really that early? It's it's really, I mean, I think it is. 14's coming to mind for some reason. I thought it was, like, in maybe, like, the 20s or something. I mean, I, I have no idea. It's an early one. Mm. Listen to it. Give it attention. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, I remember doing, like, I remember the day doing the episode. I remember it all. I remember how we were seated at the table in the library me too my outfit came together surprisingly easily up top we have jill's (laughs) i should mention the exact look i'm going for is the um you want me to leave i'm not becky home ecky um (laughs) but to put this outfit together i kind of had to be becky home ecky uh this hat is not a cowboy hat it's a straw hat that i wore for halloween like three years ago I was a scarecrow but I bobby pinned the sides up so it looks cowboy-esque um I have one of those mama statement necklaces which unfortunately is from my high school youth (laughs) we're Mm. not going to talk about that uh and then my wonderful blouse is courtesy of my grandma's closet because I said do you have any white shirts because I don't have anything Wow. It is still amazing, though. I wish you could reenact the scene, but unfortunately, I think without the cuss words, it just doesn't have that oomph to it. I just can't be doing all those expletives on this podcast. I can say, I can't believe none of you guys are stipping, stipping? Oh my god. Sticking up for me. You obviously want Mm. me to leave. We don't want you to leave, Jill. We just want you to play by the rules. I'm sick of this. You threw it. Yay. You threw the the dance shoe. <sighs> Just let her wear the blankety blank costume. <laughs> it's a classic dance mom's scene. And it's uh scenes like that make that make me want to rewatch the show all over again and watch that woman abuse those children. I didn't hmm. realize how much of a brat she was at times. Like I knew she was always fighting for Kendall, but yeah, I remember, like, everybody was always, like, when I first, like, became uh, got on the internet, and this was, like, after I finished Dance Moms, and I never, like, finished it, but after I stopped watching it, I started going on, like, Reddit threads, and everybody's like, I hate Jill, and I'm like, really? Everybody hates Jill? And, like, I didn't like her, but, you know, I wasn't like, you know, die Jill <laughs> or anything, but then, like, I kind of see it <laughs> I get it now after watching a bunch of clips, because I watched a bunch of clips today and yesterday, and I'm like, okay, I understand, but also she brings entertainment value. She does, and I think I think that's what people, like, don't understand, is that this is a reality show, and reality shows have to have that drama, mm-hmm. like, and then everybody hates Melissa. Well, Melissa's scandals kind of make 
or break the show. And then you always have to have just one Holly. You can't have more than one. You have to have one. And then Christy and Kelly, they are the dynamic duo that you really just don't want to bother. I wanted to be Kelly so bad, but there was no, like, I could not capture her haircut. Like, I've got the wine Mm. glass ready. I just can't do, like, the choppy, trendy haircut. I don't have a way Uh, to do that. The haircut. It's... It reminds me of when her and Abby were having their classic um, hungry hippo uh, fight. (laughs) And Abby's calling the police because she's so overwhelmed. And she's like, she has this um, trendy, really cool haircut. And I'm like, wow. (laughs) When you're trying to call the police and compliment them at the same time. (laughs) Oh, as if they probably know what a trendy, cool haircut is. It could be anything. It's crazy how much they look different from, like, the first season to the later ones. Yeah. But we can't dwell on Dance Moms for too much longer. We have to get into our seamless second, which we actually kind of decided to switch up a little bit for future episodes um, by having a themed a themed response. And this week's theme is da-da-da-da-da, trauma. Ooh, Trauma. Always a fun topic to talk about, isn't it? Um, Do you want to go first? I have no idea what you're going to talk about. Sure. Okay. So I have kind of like a two-parter. All right. Up front, my, my biggest trauma of the week, my biggest first world trauma of the week was I went to get groceries yesterday and we all know that I'm an Aldi angel. I never go anywhere else. That's my baby girl, ride or die. I go in. The whole store rearranged. Everything's different. Whoa, that's like when they renovated the Kroger near us. And it was just like overwhelming. But go ahead, continue. I was so overwhelmed. And we all know how I like to grocery shop. I got that list on deck. I put the list in order of where things are in the store so I can get in and get out. But everything is different. And I mean like everything is different. When I walked in, tell me why the hummus was by the sliding door. What? They moved the freezer to like right by the door and the bread is next to the freezer. It doesn't make any sense. Everyone knows that the hummus goes right above the GT's kombucha and to the right of the artisanal cheeses. So it was Mm. a long, lengthy trip and the little old lady that doesn't work at Aldi, but she rearranges the shelves all the time. Even she looked kind of stressed. You know, people who don't is like Aldi's a southern thing? No. Or is that like... It's a German grocery store. Because mm. I was about to say, if somebody's never been to an Aldi's, they're like, huh? Why would anything even be near the sliding doors? But like, Aldi's is, a, is known to be a very small grocery store. It's very petite. That's why I like it, because it's not over as overwhelming as like a Walmart or a Kroger or a Publix. Like, Mm -hmm. I like going to those places for specialty items, but Aldi is that get in, get out. Trauma part Mm -hmm. two, if we're talking true trauma and fear. Last night, I was making a list on my phone, as I so often do, of movies that the daycare that I went to as a child had, like, on the shelf, because we didn't have, like, very many. And Mm -hmm. a lot of them had bird-related themes, and we all know that I have, like, ornithophobia or whatever. I, birds, let's just see if you see me cowering in a public space or um, shaking and quaking in the outdoor Panera eating area. 
No, you didn't. Uh, anyway, one of those movies was the the Big Green. Does anybody know what that is? It came out in nineteen ninety four. I don't know that. Well, it has two of the kids from the Sandlot movie. It has the one with the glasses mm-hmm. and then the redheaded kid. Mm-hmm. Like Ham and Squint or whatever the heck. They, in the beginning, the opening scene of the movie, I think this is where part of that bird trauma comes from. They use mm-hmm. their allowance money to put Cheetos all over themselves. And they just like lay in this field and all these pigeons come and eat them. And the pigeons are like all over them. And I'm like... Ooh, that's like nasty. Oh my gosh, that's so gross. I remember, I don't remember where this was, but I was on vacation with my parents in this one area. There were so many people hanging around. I was like, what are they doing? So I went over there and there are just pigeons everywhere. And like, I don't have a fear of like birds, but like they feel gross to me. Like, because you know, as a kid, you're always told like never to pet like squirrels or pigeons or like any type of birds or like don't go picking up dead birds kids um because they may be carrying diseases and I think that's like stayed with me (laughs) all these years because I immediately just like ran away I was like no I mm -mm, not doing that that's how I feel because they get so close to you like if I'm outside and there's just like a bird in a tree I don't care whatever but like pigeons and stuff they're so down to get all up in your personal space and I'm like "Mm -mm, Mm -hmm. no and it just makes me crinkle up what's your trauma seamless second um so I kind of have two ones as well so one that I um so I went voting this week which I think everybody should do if you are able to go register to vote it's really easy and then just go vote which is also very easy so I went into my polling place which is already very small the parking lot tiny we we had to wait in a line that was like in the parking lot where cars are constantly coming in and out and when I finally got in and go to my little polling station I think we still have like some of the pretty old machines because I've heard like there's touch screens these days which they don't even like using now because of COVID but ours just has like the like do do y'all have like the buttons on the side that y'all press ours is a touch screen see we some old school folks over here. <laughs> we have the old ones. Um, so I'm using it and it's always so overwhelming because I forget how many people are actually running for all these things. And so when I'm like, obvi- so obviously the first ones is like the presidential candidates. But the, the thing I hate is when you press the button to have it show all of them, it goes from like, top right to bottom right and then top and bottom left to top left so it's like it's transitioning all the names and I'm looking and I'm like oh my goodness the main candidates are on here why aren't they on here but like you have to wait so long so because they're so slow and so old that it just takes forever for those to show up so that was stressful and traumatic for me because I thought I would have to vote for somebody that I didn't even know did it have all your local stuff on there Mm-hmm. That's yep. what I'm stressed about because I don't know any of those people. I mean, if you want to vote by party, which some people do, I mean, this is what I did, is just it says the party that they belong to. And then some of them I already knew. Um, so, yeah, like I wouldn't be stressed out about it. It's, it's all good, girl. Or just like do some research. 
I tried to look yesterday, like, under the, like, candidate research tab on our polling place, and they didn't have anything on that joint. Really? Well, sometimes, like, I will say some candidates, like, very locally, they just don't put stuff out. Like, they don't have a website that's very good. So, I don't know. I'm just going to click the people that are already in office or whatever. I, because I know local elections are important, too, but, like, honestly... I get yeah I get it's that. the same people have been in these positions for forever so I'm like mm. let yeah, the mayor be the mayor let the mayor be the mayor um and then my second one is actually a tv show I've been watching I've been, I told Taylor before while Jill is a studio hopper I am a tv show hopper I just I'm trying to get a feel of what I want to watch next um I'm currently watching Jane the Virgin um, I think I think I'll stick with that one. It's pretty good so far, which is also a CW show. I had no idea. Um, but one that was it's based on trauma, I think. Um, it's called Into the Dark, and I told you about this. It's a Belgian show, but they be speaking so many different languages, and I'm like, whoa, we need to slow it down here. We're going we're going from one place to another. Um, so basically, it's all these just so like it's a very colorful cast I will say that so many different types of personalities um origin of places that they come from and they're all on a plane basically if the sun catches up to you you're gonna die because something about the sun is killing people so they constantly each episode have to um you know land a plane by the way there's only one pilot and he's has a hand that's been shot and they have to land the plane, go get gas for like two hours, all this. But, you know, always issues arising. And it, I'm like, this is very stressful for me. Like, I know y'all are stressed right now. Y'all are the characters, but I'm stressed. There's so much going on. But I will say, it is a great show. Really good show. I recommend it. Is it like a show or a mini series? Because you said there's only six episodes. Yeah, I don't know. I think... People like, I think they call it a miniseries if they know that's what it is, but I don't know if there's plans to renew it for a second season. Um, Because some shows will start out with like that many episodes and then like they'll move on from there with longer longer seasons. But I'm not sure. I feel like that's a very foreign thing to do because like a lot of shows that are not like America. They have mm-hmm. really short seasons. Well, especially since it's a Netflix original. Like, I think that's true. Because Netflix, they're canceling American shows left and right. So, like, Belgian. I've never seen a Belgian show before. I had no idea, like, what what I was expecting. Um, but I really like it. I recommend it. Put your sunscreen on, kids. We're going <laughs> in the dark. Um, I'm going to take this off now because it's bothering me. Katie said, I don't want to be a CEO anymore. I just want to go back to the way things used to be. I just want to go sing sexy back. That's all I want to do. <laughs> Stream uh, 2020 vision. Or no, the 2020 experience. <laughs> oh, I didn't doubt it. I said <laughs> I was like looking at your glasses, 2020 vision. It's a 2020 experience. I I was a Justin Timberlake stand back in the day, and I didn't even I didn't even think it was 
anything different. You know, we're in the 2020 experience. And speaking of bringing sexy back, we're bringing back a series that Mm. has just been gone for far too long. We've every time we plan to do it, we just procrastinate the heck out of it. P is for procrastination, honestly. Um, Writer's room, baby. Ooh, ooh. I'm so excited. And I, I first have to just say, I, you have done so much work to prepare for this episode. And how much have I done? Nothing. Um, so I think everybody should thank Taylor for doing so much for this episode. It would not be possible without her. Everybody, round of applause for Taylor. You can send your thank you cards to um, couragedollpodcast at gmail.com. I just looked up the last time we did a writer's room because, you know, this is only our second one. It was June 14th. Dang. I thought it was like two months ago. No, that mm. is was summer quite a while ago but i'm excited um i don't really know like we planned last time in terms of like we had all our random characters kind of setting up the show but this time we really don't know where we're gonna go we know what we're gonna do but not like story-wise um so like i said last last time we just establish who our characters are, but this time we are creating a timeline for season one, jittering tropes and settings, and maybe we'll get into what season two could possibly start with, but I'm not sure just yet. I don't know how far we'll get, like if we can get to season two, um, but we like to think of these as kind of just like brainstorming hour. Nothing these is are- concrete. These are very general ideas, mm-hmm. and they're not... We might think of specific things every now and then, but this isn't like, oh, we're creating the script right now. Let's let's write it. Mm-mm. We, I mean, that would just take way too long, way too much time. This is just, like you said, brainstorming. When we get to scripting, which hopefully will be a thing eventually, um, a lot of that I feel like is going to have to happen off the air, so to speak, just because we would be here for... Mm-hmm. A literal eternity. Um, but before we get into this, there are a couple things we need to address. Number one, P is for unintentional plagiarism. Mm. Uh, I, you know, originally in the first episode, we were like, yeah, P is for pregnant. That's the name of our show. Woo! Babe, I started watching another season of F is for family. And I was like, why does this sound so familiar? <laughs> and then I was like, did I subconsciously, like, steal the name of this? And it's so sad because it's such a good episode or a, such a good title for the TV show. But that's okay because we have other options. Mm-hmm. We have placeholders. Um, the The other options that are in our list at the moment, which could all very well change, they're just placeholders. The plus sign or the double line because, you know, pregnancy tests. I like both of them because I think the plus sign could be like looking on the positives. It's kind of like a play on looking on the positive side, but you know, it's kind of ironic because everything is always a mess in this show. Mm-hmm. And then the double, the double line, it's kind of like looking in between the lines. It's kind of like double sided. You know, there's two sides to every so- story. Mm-hmm. I think I'm leaning so. towards the double line just because of. How we said Beth might be our second main character. 
I don't know. It's all TBD. And then our other thing you might want to explain a little bit. We are not stealers. We don't take things from HBO slash Hulu. We are the Winkle bosses. Okay, guys. Let's just... Let's just break it down here. Let's let's get straight to the point. We don't need a lawsuit on our hands, okay? We don't have the money for that. I mean, if we win, we could settle or something like that. Um, so basically, HBO has recently come out with a movie called I'm Pregnant with um, that girl from Euphoria. Girl, I'm sorry. Barbie? Is her last name for... Let me look up her last name because that's actually going to bother me. Um, and Haley Lou Richardson. Barbie and Ferreira or something like that. We love you, girl. <laughs> but um, basically the show, where I kept thinking it was a show, it's a movie. So basically the movie just depicts two girls going on a road trip because one of them can't get an abortion in her state. That's it. Um, there's probably more. I don't know. I didn't see it. I can't pay for that. Me too. <laughs> But it came out after we did Writer's Room. And when I kept seeing trailers for it, I was like, this, I mean, it's, it's, it's not, you know what? I'm not going to say it's the same because it's not. There are plenty of shows about teenage pregnancy. I mean, heck, we could be literally super plagiarism if we're talking about comparing it to Secret Life of American Teenager. But it's not. It's it's a classic trope to, Mm -hmm. for, it's teen pregnancy. Um... So, guys, we don't plagiarize around here. And maybe HBO listened to our episode and did, you know, take some inspiration. That's not technically illegal. You can be inspired by things. But if they did, we would like the credit. Um, I just want a simple, like, in credit with, like, you know... Cite your sources, baby. I want to know when Can this we... was written, though, to compare. Because I didn't know anything about the show until after we did Writer's Room. I mean, since it came out, like, this year, I think, it would have to have been written either a year or two ago. Well, I'm just saying we didn't steal anything because I didn't know about it until after we did the episode. We did, but we don't have anything to worry about because it is two different stories. hmm and so this is just our intellectual property. Mm-hmm. So just don't steal. Nobody steal. No. All right. How do we even want to start this? There's well, just so much to consider. Well, okay. So I think a couple things to start off with. We need to decide how many episodes we want our first season to have. I suggested 10 because I feel like 10 is just a safe number, but I'm down to go I don't think we should do any less than 10 well I don't think we should do any more than 10 okay so I think 10 is a good number 10 is the same number I would have actually suggested doing less than 10 because you know with um like first seasons because they're never like you never know if they're gonna get picked up again they typically like to do less episodes just to see how it's like so they so they don't have a big budget they don't spend as much money on it i just worry about not being able to tell because like if it were to get canceled in this hypothetical scenario like i would at least want the first season to be a complete story that could stand on its own you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. well we can well the the great thing about this is that we are not getting paid for anything we are not spending money so um 10 episodes it is 
10 episodes because we're rich. Um, we have invest investors. We have, um, daddy's money. Uh, you know, you know how it is, but we talked about (laughs) generating some random settings and some random tropes. We want to put our own spin on for like creativity purposes. Should we plan to like mid season in this episode instead of trying to get all the way to finale? Yeah. But like, my thing is, it's just like with mid-season I like to do like full season just so we know where it ends like we don't have to do like I don't know maybe like we need to think of like what's gonna happen mid-season and finale because I feel like I don't know I want it to feel complete in a sense because I just this enrages me in tv shows where each the seasons just don't feel like a complete story you know they just feel like Maybe one part of a story just, like, ends in, like, episode 7 and then picks up another one. And it's, like, to be continued in episode 10, like, the finale. And I'm, like... I want resolution. Okay. Mm-hmm. But also, like, a continuation. Want to mm-hmm. keep people going. But when... I was trying to find tropes, like, g- generators, and I couldn't really find any. I mean, I found the whole list of drama tropes and I can just, like, click on one randomly. I mean, that works for me. We already kind of have our pilot episode, like, done. We really mm-hmm. talked through it a lot in the first one. And I feel like if you want that rundown of the pilot, which is apparently going to be titled P.S. for Pregnant so we don't get sued, the show's not called that, just the first episode, Um, I would listen to the first part, which will be linked in the show notes. Yeah, we're not going over that for y'all again. Mm-mm. We just this don't have is the a time. sequel. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Do we want to go ahead and just create some settings? I have a, a generator sure. up here. Give me a setting for episode two. Okay. So the options we can do are time of day, weather, location, atmosphere. Do we want to do all of them or just? I want all certain... of them. I want okay. spe- specificity. Okay, so the time of day is dawn. Okay. The weather, um, light snow. In November? I mean, it's light snow in Vermont. I, I mean, that makes sense. They're up pretty far north. <laughs> they're, they're up there. It wouldn't happen in um, Tennessee. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, we are in the grounds of a country estate. Who is rich? We gotta assess, like, I, oh, okay, I know, I know, okay, continue. Okay. And the atmosphere, there's a neglected feel to the place. Okay, so it's messy. It feels maybe some overgrown grass, you know? Okay. Hmm. I was gonna say this could be, like, a rich person's place, but I would think they want to keep it up, make it look nice, keep up some self-image, but... What what did what was the image you had in mind? Okay, I had a couple ideas. So because it's like kind of ritzy, but it's abandoned, I thought maybe this could be Penny and her dad scoping out locale for his coin shop that he wants to open Ooh, up in a um, country estate. In a country mm-hmm. estate, because rich people they love money. Um, or it could be maybe Lily May, who is our antagonist. Like, she's kind of, um, I don't want to say it, but I'm a woman, it's fine. She's kind of B-word-y. 
maybe it's like her family's place because she just gives me rich girl daddy's money energy yeah i was i thought you were gonna say like her place but i was like eh, she's a little too young for that but i think her family's maybe it's like, like her grandparents or something or maybe she's like gonna inherit it or mm-hmm. like mm, and maybe so it it does have a neglected feel and maybe she mm, okay so maybe we see that it's neglected but we kind of get hints of her personality where she's like obsessing over it and she's like we need to have the we need to have a, a mower here we need to have a landscaper and she's like talking to her family about it. it's just like little hints and maybe duke is there as well so maybe if this is episode two i feel like i'm also trying to put our episodes kind of in order because we have some titles right now once again all subject to be changed so would that make the second one? Oh, actually, no. I think. Okay, stay I mean, this with might. Me. Well, I was gonna say this doesn't have to be like Lily May's episode. We could just like be introduced to her mm-hmm. through somebody else. Stay with me for a second. Okay. So this is at dawn, and it's Lily May's estate, and maybe Lily May is kind of like known in the town because her her family has money. Like you know, people are familiar with them. We also need to give all these people last names at some point because they just don't have any. Um, This could be when Penny maybe sneaks out of her house to go meet up for her interview with Delia. Because that's kind of where Mm -hmm. we left off in episode one. So, like, maybe Delia, who works at Claire's, maybe she is trying to get a job at this new estate when it opens. And they agree to, like, meet up in this field and talk. Ooh, I'm liking this. And also, I think would it be, like, a cool, not necessarily a subplot, but, like, I think with antagonists, you need to show some humanity in them. And I think there needs to, like, she can't just be all evil. I think we can show, like, that she really does care about family. Like, her big thing is family. Um, She gives me kind of, like, I know you probably, like, you might understand, but, like, Jamie Lannister vibes from Game of Thrones. Like, he's... He's not a great person, but he does the things he does for his family. And so she sees her parents, her grandparents, like, neglecting the place. You know, maybe, I don't know what they're doing. But she's like, guys, we need to keep up our self-image. I mean, we only have each other, you know. Like, this is our image here. She gives me, and I put this in the notes somewhere, she gives me Rosalie from Twilight Energy because Mm -hmm. she's, like, kind of, you know... Uh, she has a hard exterior, but yeah, I feel like has, inside she has a softness. Yeah, she and obviously these values probably aren't important to some other people, but you could definitely respect her, like view. Like she, she wants to like she she does seem like a hard worker in some sense. I would say. Well, in our notes somewhere, I'm just so glad that I took the time to do this Google Doc because it is making my life so much easier. It is amazing. I wish everybody else could see it. Maybe I'll, like, put a screenshot. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that, there's too many pages. Um, we said that she was the antagonist, but we're, like, rooting for her. So I think the description we just gave made sense. And also we put that she's a fan fave and she has layers. So that's something to delve into deeper. So our episode two, which is called P is for Primary Source, which I guess would be Delia's episode. Um, should I... Should I, like, make a note out to it? Like, the setting is what we did. So, setting, abandoned yeah, and, rich people estate on. Yeah. 
And maybe, like, you don't have to write down, like, every explicit detail because we can just listen back mm-hmm. and just, like, write, write out again. But, yeah, I think Lily Mae is, like, already a favorite of mine because I love antagonists that are layered and they're not, like... It's not like a Bryce situation where it's, like, he's done something so bad to where, like, they try to, like, put some humanity in him. It doesn't work. Like, she's not, like, a terrible person. Yeah, she's not... She's not, like, incredibly nice, probably, but she has her moments. She's realistic. We're not trying to make Mm -hmm. excuses for her bad behavior because her moments where she's bad, she's bad. But nobody, Mm -hmm. well, I don't want to say nobody because, you know, there are some extremist people out there. Most people are not 100% one or the other. And also, we also have to think, like, she's the antagonist in Penny's, like, probably Penny and Reese's. And maybe some others, like, point of view, but... And maybe some other people's point of views. She's Especially not the antagonist. Beth and Penny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, do you want to just go ahead and do some other settings? Should we... Yeah. So, if we're going to alternate... Let's see. Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. I haven't looked... I mean, there are so many tropes. I couldn't even look through all of them. So what if I just pick-, pick a number? Or you can randomly scroll. Either one. Oh, there's not even numbers. They're bullet Ooh, points. Oh, girl, so. hey, no. Um, I'm just gonna... Okay. Friendship favoritism is just what it sounds like. In a group of more than two people of true companions, <sighs> one friend from this certain person is given preference over the rest. Oh. Expect the rest to compete for affection. My God. Ooh. I expect some, like, Beth and Reese. Me too. Stuff. We're on the same page. And maybe it's, like, they both have, like, different perspectives on how Penny should handle the pregnancy or, like, handle, like, her love interests. And they both kind of, like, secretly hate each other about it. I think that, okay, so in our episode list, I put, like, the character in parentheses out to the side of like who it could be about so p is for people pleaser is supposed to be reese's episode and i feel like this would really make sense like maybe mm-hmm. reese like she knows there's animosity there but mm-hmm. she's trying to like you know be the bigger yeah. person smooth things over not create drama yeah i think like going into it like head on just like this huge conflict is like too much for the third episode but i think kind of showing hints of it is good I think, so in the last one, I think we said, like, obviously Penny and Reese, like, they're besties, you know, whatever, but with Beth, who is our, like, all-knowing character, she, she likes Penny and Reese, and they, like, don't really have beef with her necessarily, but they're not, I wouldn't say that they're on, like, good, solid friendship grounds, it's more of, like, civility towards each other, because they're around Mm -hmm. each other a lot, but Beth has this jealousy issue with Penny because mm-hmm. Beth ran for student president or student body president. Penny got it and she didn't. So she's VP. And she finds out that Penny's pregnant before anybody else does. So she's jealous that Penny got Duke and presidency. Like she's got everything that she wants. Yeah, but like she doesn't know that it's a Duke. Mm-hmm. For, because, like, nobody, like, probably till, like, the end of the season, it's not revealed that Duke is um, the father. Maybe she has suspicions. Mm-hmm. 
Maybe she like, doesn't maybe know Duke is a baby daddy, but she's seen them together a lot and she's jealous. Yeah, and maybe some people think she's a little cuckoo because maybe some people know she has a crush on Duke. And it's, so everybody's like, come on. But like, in reality, she is the truth teller. She knows everything. She knows the stuff. It's very much likely that she's going to be somewhat of an unreliable narrator because she has this bias towards Duke. Like, Mm -hmm. Duke was her former babysitter growing up, and he's her next-door neighbor, and her crush, I hate that word, crush, Mm -hmm. her her Harry Styles is Duke. Both 26... Ooh, just the fact that he's 26, I'm like, ooh. What an age gap. That's on controversy. Yeah. All right, do we want to do the setting for episode four? Yes, of course. Okay, so the time of day is midnight. Ooh. ooh we, have, we have a night scene. Midnight starlight. <laughs> the weather. Okay, I don't know. There's been a heat wave for days. So maybe we're in a maybe a flashback in a different state or something okay okay cool or like in the same state but like you know still a flashback i've got you girly pop um location we are on a train Ooh. okay uh atmosphere there's an electrifying feel to the place (laughs) oh my god okay let me let me explain what i'm thinking about right so if it's hot we're in a heat wave this it has to be either a future episode or a past one because we're in like late fall at the start of our season Mm -hmm. i think this should either go with um hold on p is for previously which is our flashback episode which would explain how duke and penny met and we have two options for that which i'll get to in a second or it could be p is for paint samples it could be when penny potentially comes in to buy paint for her mom's home renovation and she starts working at the Sherwin-Williams where Duke works. Because I'm assuming this is a summer job. Because she's like 15 years old. And she's saving up for college. She's studious, you know? So, okay. So, is is it either one or the other? Because P is for previous. That's the flashback of a so where they meet. Mm-hmm. But, like, it has to be one or the other. Would it? Yes, it has to be one or the other. I don't know. I mean, I don't know about the episode title, but I do like the flashback. So P is for previously? Yeah. But we could also call it like P is for paint samples. I can make that a a slash thing. I can like put... Hold on just a second. I don't know. Because we can make that one or the other, and I'm chill with it. It's fine. I do like, I think I like PS4 previously, because maybe we can do paint samples at another, like, another episode. So, summer heat wave, train, electric feel, and that's on MGMT. Um, does Vermont <laughs> get heat waves? I don't know. I've never, does Vermont have trains? in this world it does i think we actually picked the specific town that we said this in but i can't remember what it was it started with a b i don't remember actually i feel like it's on pinterest or something we have a whole pinterest board not that anyone cares (laughs) 
But what are we doing on the train? And why is there an electrifying feel to place? Is the electrifying feel like the chemistry, the connection? That's what I thought it was. Like maybe this is... I don't know. I feel like we could go two ways with this. For P's for previously, it could be like maybe... Maybe it's a day off from work. Maybe Penny has been kind of working here for a while and they both have the same day off so they decide to like venture into like a bigger city and like just you know Mm. have have like a nashville style day where you just like walk around and shop maybe oh okay how about this Uh, no i was gonna say what if duke is new to the town but i was like uh, but beth you know he babysitted beth so can't be new but you know i don't think that would work also i think that's overused so forget i said that um Again, brainstorming. You gotta throw out some bad ideas to get the good ones. Maybe Penny's never really left the town super far. Like maybe not on her own. Maybe she's been to like the big the bigger city. Her mom her mom is kinda strict. Mm-hmm. So and I I think this also shows like, you know, her rebellion rebellious phase. Maybe this is maybe she's always been apprehensive about going against her mother and now she's kind of like, ooh, this guy, he, like, she's a little nervous because he is a lot older. But she's like, ah, I'll be fine. It's fine. And, he, like, you know? he offers to take her on this thing. And, yeah. like, she kind of has to accept that opportunity because who knows if it'll come around again. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think that will work. I Do like you that. think they just, like, share a little smooch on, like, the way back to wherever town they're from in Vermont? Maybe that's the electric feel. That's the chemistry. Or is it, like, Penny imagining chemistry and it's not really there? Ooh, I like the imagining part because I think, like, that's a little too quick. Like, she's kind of – I think this is, like, the very teenage thing. She's kind of making this all up in her mind a little bit. She's building it up. She probably lied to her mom. She probably was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go hang out with Reese for the day. Or maybe Mm -hmm. she just never told her mom she had a day off. Maybe her mom thinks she's at work. Yeah. I like that. (gasps) That could tie in paint samples. Maybe her mom finds out that she lied about where she was. Like, Penny's like, I'm going to work at Sherwin-Williams. Bye. Mm -hmm. But obviously the store is closed for the day. Her mom rolls up to look at paint samples at the Sherwin-Williams and she sees that it's closed. One plus one can't equal three. Mm. That don't make no sense. I think, or like maybe just like a tiny uh, detail change. It's just like she had the day off, but like it's still open, but she still pulls up and it's like, oh, she's not working here or something like that. That works too. Yeah. I just think like the clothes thing, I don't know, because like, I don't know why that's, like, that little detail. I'm like, mm, let's change that. But, yeah, I really like that. Okay. So, was this episode five now? Um, we're one, at, two, so three, four. Yes, it'll be five. We are at the mid-season finale. We gotta have something big. A big event coming up. Um, this has to be based off this random trope, I feel like. I'm so excited. Which, <laughs> which I'm very nervous. Pick a good okay. one. It gets easier. Murder, mayhem, and destruction are not things that the average person could readily consider. But if you listen to the average fallen hero, jaded soldier, or brutal knight, he'll tell you that it gets easier with time. Okay, 
After that first act of destruction attendant wave of revulsion and psychological trauma passes, it becomes easier to stand doing it again, and it eventually becomes second nature. Ooh. So I feel like this is just a reassurance type of thing. Like, maybe Penny is going through something, and she she needs to be told it'll get easier. I think but, the episode that would work for that would be P is for Please Don't Tell slash P is for Promises. Mm-hmm. I feel like that... So, I feel like she's told it gets easier, and then probably in the next scene, something happens where it shows, like, oh, nothing's gonna get easier. Like, something bad happens again. You know? Hmm. I don't... I Maybe this is just me, but I hate it when it's always just, like, mm, happy, love, lovey-dovey time. Like, a happy mid-season finale? No. Always need some drama. Always need some problems and conflict. I want people to think it's going to go well, and then it just... Mm. Unexpected. Everyone's like, I thought everything was fine. Actually, I I want to backpedal for a second. I just said P is for Please Don't Tell slash P is for Promises. This could also, if we didn't want to do that one, it could be P is for Peppermints, which is like the school nurse one. And I'm like, maybe something happens there. Like, maybe she's trying to get her reassurance through our peppermint-wielding nurse patients. Mm -hmm. I like that. And at some point, I feel like we're already in the fifth episode. At some point, her mom's got to learn. I think after this, before the season finale, her mom has to learn at some point that... Mm -hmm. She's pregnant, or her parents at least. Well, we have in our notes, if you look under other supporting characters, that mm-hmm. Patience is a family friend of, like, Penny's parents. Oh, yeah. And she's involved in the school circle. So, like, we said, like, you know, maybe Penny's parents find out that she's pregnant before she tells them. They go to the school nurse to ask if she knew anything slash was involved. So, I, I mean, it good. works. Yeah. What I do like we that. want that twist to be, though? Like, so we said the season finale is Duke finding out. Mm-hmm. Is she giving birth in the second season? I feel like it has to be. Like in the second season, that's when her. I feel like. Okay, so I think the first season, like her bump is like there but it's not too obvious but like the second season is starting out she's like pregnant this girl she is about to pop she's like four months pregnant at the start yeah i feel like the first season there's not too many like time jumps so i feel like mm, i'm wondering this because i'm just trying to figure out like when everybody knows everything so she would have had, okay, so she's four months pregnant and we're in November at the start of this. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she will have had the baby by like April probably mm-hmm. um, or like around that time, which would be, you know, around the time of prom because prom is usually in May. So do you, we could do that. I don't know if this is like overused though, like where people... She's in labor at the end of the season, but you yeah. don't see it. But I just feel like that's done so many times. I Yeah, and I really want to save, like, the birth to, like, the second season. Because I want to see... Can we move, like, the prom to, like, the second season or something I mean, like we that? can. Because I really want... 
I, I, I like seeing that, you know, the second season is her, is everybody knowing about the pregnancy and her adjusting to, not adjusting, but like we're getting a glimpse into her life as an almost mom. You know, she's almost there. She's eight or nine months pregnant. This season is mainly focused on how people are finding out, us trying to figure out who the dad is and all that drama okay. around it. I'm trying to, like, take these notes. I'm sorry if it's everyone okay. can hear the clickety-clacketing. I just, if I don't write it, I will not remember. Okay. So, I'm just like, what is our, I know, like, we just had a whole conversation. But, like, what is our big fat, like, it gets better, but it's not. Maybe oh, Braxton yeah, I, Hicks. I would, yeah. I don't know. In in four I don't I don't know much about pregnancy, so Well it does this this episode doesn't necessarily have to be at the four month mark. Like maybe so like, time has passed. She would be six months. Cause season because season two, I feel like there has to be a j- time jump between season one and season two, unless mm-hmm. we think of something differently. So season two, she could be at the very beginning of the nine month or eight months mark. Oh, I don't know. So much to think about. So I'm just going to put Braxton Hicks question mark mm-hmm. and then six months. Can you tell that neither of us has been pregnant before? Uh. <laughs> I think like maybe something. Ooh, you know what would work? She, like you said, Braxton, like she thinks something's wrong. So she's like, well, I can't hide this. And maybe she goes to the school nurse, the hospital or something. So her parents have to find out that way. Mm-hmm. Or like, or like the way you. Maybe they oh, think it's ahead. like an appendicitis or something, and then they get to the hospital, and it's like, your daughter pregnant, and I feel like her mom would try to keep it on the DL. Like she wouldn't want anyone to know. Her mom is so hypercritical, like uber uber Christian. Like she would keep mm-hmm. it so hush hush. Yeah. So episode six. Let's see, and we can always change like when some of these events happen because mm-hmm. I feel like the them going to the hospital could run over into episode six. I feel like we're doing such a good job. Like, I'm surprised at how smooth this is going. I thought it was going to be chaos. Yeah. And I think it is, like, these generators really do help. Uh, Late afternoon. Late afternoon. The weather, there's hail bouncing off the ground. So it kind of fits with that snowy. So maybe it's December. Maybe it's Christmas break. Yeah. Uh, Location, you're in a small town. Okay, it seems like we're home. Where the heart is. There's a romantic feel to the place. Ooh, maybe between Jeremy and Penny. Okay. Because remember, Jeremy, we're kind of trying to throw both the audience and other characters off, like thinking, like, he is, he's the baby daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's not all there, but, you know, he can love. He can love. I think that this should be P is for pause. Ooh, take it, taking a pause. Yeah, taking a break. Because although we both love a good twisty, dark, spooky, ooky, kooky, we also appreciate a lighthearted moment here and there. Yeah, like she just, maybe she came back from the hospital and everybody's like, Penny, you need to just take a moment and just breathe. And maybe this is where Jeremy, like I feel like Jeremy is the type of character he's been absent for a while and then he comes out of nowhere and even pen like both the audience and penny are like oh yeah you exist we have like a relationship or like something like that and i don't like 
I don't want it to make it a thing where it's like she has to choose between two people. It's the obvious thing where like he's not the father, but you know, she's in a relationship with someone else. I feel like because this town that this is set in, it's pretty small. Like I feel like everybody has kind of gone to school with each other for a long time situation. Maybe they had a little like summertime fling or something. Mm-hmm. Like, cause they're, everybody's on SGA in the show. So like maybe they did a lot of like SGA planning type stuff in the summer mm-hmm. and they grew closer. And maybe Jeremy thinks it's more than it is. Like Penny likes him, but she's not like fully invested. Ooh, it's kind of like what Penny did with her thing with Duke. She thought more into it than he did. So it's kind of like a reversal. Can y'all tell that the theme of the show is lack of communication? That's my favorite theme <laughs> in the world. So their couple name is either Jenny or Parami. Um, <laughs> I love Parami. I think Parami is like the superior choice. So he is thinking he's putting more into it. Maybe he visits her like because it's late afternoon. And you said, did you say hail? Mm-hmm. So this, I feel like it's December, right? Yeah. So maybe her Braxton Hicks things happens over Christmas break. And he hears about it through Reese. Because like, I know Penny would tell her girl Reese, like, yo, I'm in the hospital. Yeah. Um, Maybe he visits her at the hospital and like brings her like flowers or something like you know like you know how they do be doing at the gift shop yeah. maybe it's one of those things and that's yeah. the romantic feel maybe one other episode we could do like i mean of courage and all like one other writer's room is focused on subplots because now i think we're thinking about like main plots but obviously there has to be like a subplot of like lily may and duke and everybody else so, like, we can do that, like, another episode. I am adding it to the future volume ideas. I mean, you have to have subplots. As some, we have to get some progression with Lily May and Duke. But you can't have too many because then it turns mm-hmm. into uh, the Kissing Booth 2. Ooh. Um, but you always need, like, an update. Like, we don't want it to where Lily May is there in the second episode and then doesn't turn up. Oh, agree. I want I yeah. want consistency. I want not equal screen time for everybody, but like you know, at least maybe like every episode. They can miss an episode, but like they need to be there. We got to we got to stick with these characters. We got to grow with them. Okay. Episode 7. Let's see our next trope. Sarcastic clapping. The heroes have been engaging in heroism, battling countless evil minions, and or giving a rousing speech. Cue the slow, rhythmic, sarcastic clapping. They, The hero is not impressed. Okay. I know what to do. Okay. But I think like I always say I know what to do, and then you're about to, like, give a good idea, and I'm like... No, I couldn't think... I, I was just going to say, like, there's a conflict or something, and then I, I couldn't think of anything. Okay, um... What about, and this is just an idea, and you just said we got to have Lily Mae back in the mix. Like, we don't want her neglected. This could be P is for plagiarism, which is Lincoln's episode. Lincoln is Lily Mae's younger brother who goes to school with the rest of the gang. And they're all on SGA. And this could be us reintroducing SGA. Because we bring in SGA a little bit with Jeremy and Penny. Like, maybe there's a flashback to, like, the summer prep or whatever. We're bringing it back. Maybe Penny Mm -hmm. or someone else has made this, like, positive move for the school or for prom or whatever. And Lincoln is like, that's dumb. 
But he's also the rumor mill, and he is how Lily Mae gets her information, her dirt on Miss Penny. Mm-hmm. That's the sarcasm. I wasn't a big fan of that trope, to be honest. I, I was expecting a little bit more of story, but you know, we gotta work with what we got. Because sarcastic laughing, I feel like that's just like one little thing, but. I feel like that's one scene and not like yeah, a plot. Okay. Episode eight, mid-morning. Ooh. The weather, it's bright sunshine. Okay. The location, we're by the sea. <laughs> we we drove a ways, it seems Does like. Does Vermont have a Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't Vermont, like, on the close to the coast or something? Hold on. I'm looking up the U.S. map because I'm a dumb American. If it's not Tennessee, I don't know it. It's landlocked. <laughs> well, it's not landlocked. It kind of is. It's close to New York. Well, there's a little... You see that little sliver of water? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I was like, it's not landlocked. Burlington. Burlington, Vermont. Maybe they can drive to... Montreal or something? And there's a sea, right? It's kind of a sea. I don't know. Isn't that like a great lake? Oh, yeah. I was, well, I was zoomed in. I don't know. Um, let's, uh, we gotta stick with it, apparently. Maybe it's in a dream. Who knows? Mid-morning sea. And then there's a charming feel to the place. Let me, let, let me ruminate on that one for a minute. Do you want to change the sea? Because I don't want it to be, like, unrealistic. Maybe give that one another go, cause I we could always do body of water, but I feel like that's <laughs> you're, cheating. You're you're about to board a ship. <laughs> we randomly took a minute to get on a pirate ship and sail we're, the seven seas. We're on a desert island. <laughs> we're watching Castaway, and I'm having a dream. Okay, you're in the countryside. That works. And it's mid morning. We could go back to Lily May's place. I have an idea. Okay. Um, we, uh, I don't know if this will work, but we'll, we'll just see. What if this is, um, P is for Predator? Like, it's, the episode starts out and it's all like, oh, everything's bright, hip hip hooray, charming, Mm -hmm. I love it. And this is the episode where Diane would come into place. Diane is Duke's mom. She's the weather lady. Yeah. Sunny day. Maybe she's giving the Uh forecast at the beginning of the episode. She's well known in the community because she's a weather lady and like people respect her and stuff, but a lot of people around her think she has something that she's hiding. And maybe this is when we get introduced to that addict support group is this episode. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know what? Okay, this is like a very small detail. Maybe we, the opening scene is like the weather. So she's the weather lady. Okay. We pull out and it's just the TV show on in the kitchen, it's on in the background. In Penny's house or something like that. Mm-hmm. Then we get a conversation between two. But then, like, cut to, like, Diane or something like that. So, okay. Diane, weather report, TV in... Ooh, wait, hold on. I did not spell that right. TV in BG. I love a good abbreviation. So, the charming feel, is Diane the charmer or... I guess. I mean, you have to be pretty charming to be a weather lady. So, background and then eventually cuts back to 
Diane in studio. Maybe after a few other scenes, but yeah, it will cut back. Okay, so we're at episode nine now. We're almost at the season finale. Okay. And we already said we are not doing the whole labor thing for a season finale. It's too overdone. It is exciting. It is exciting when you're watching it, but we're trying to do something different here at Courage and Doll. We're not like the other girlies. Montage out. Important characters are serially shown without dialogue to show where the preceding action has left them emotionally. Oh, this. So you know those TikToks where it's like the end of every teenage movie and it's like this song playing and they're like this person went to Cambridge University and there's always like a football like scholarship or something and it's like one of them um just like decided to stay back home and raise his family like it's just it's that I I love those but I hate them at the same time yeah maybe we can do like a mocking type of thing I don't know how we would fit that in should this be Lily May? Because if it's a montage, like, maybe, I don't know. Maybe, okay, maybe for this one. Oh, can I just say this really quick? It does say those dramatic TV shows that rely on cliffhangers uh, use this technique to throw the ending twist just in time for intensity change that is already in the song that's being played and then fade to credit. So maybe, like, something intense happens at the end of episode nine. Because I feel like... A lot of TV shows, I feel like Game of Thrones did this a lot, like the second to last episode of this season had like this really big event and then episode 10 was like finishing off that big episode and then where do we go from here type of thing. Okay. But what were you going to say about that? Um, I, what you just said, I like that and I think this would be a good time to bring Lily Mae back into it because she is one of our our main girly pops. Um, this could be a joint episode, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is Lily Mae and Beth. They share an episode. Okay. So they're both vying for Duke's attention. Like, although Penny is carrying his child, I feel like maybe he did something that upset her and she doesn't really want anything to do with him, you know? Like, she's mm-hmm. like, I'm pregnant because of this boy, man, child, whatever. I don't want him in my life but Beth she idolizes him and Lily May is his I don't know if we decided if it was girlfriend or fiance I don't know maybe the twist is he proposes or something Ooh, I mean I'm not objected to it I like that so P is for proposal yeah so are Beth and like Lily May kind of like teaming up in some sense okay if it's if it's a montage I don't know, like... I don't know why it's called Montage Alpha, because it does say, like, it's where it said, like, a cliffhanger, and then the change is already in the song that's being played, and then fade to credits. I don't know. I have an idea for it, but I don't know if it fits into the story, but I'll try anyway. So maybe the beginning of the episode is, it's from Beth's perspective. And, you know, we said in the last one that Beth was probably doing these follow-up interviews because at some point Penny potentially runs away or whatever. Maybe it's after Mm -hmm. her parents find out. All this can be (laughs) determined in the subplots episode. I'm not going to get into that. But she, it's from Beth's point of view, and she's looking out her window, and she she can see Duke. They're, like, next-door neighbors, like, whatever. And maybe our montage is it walks us through Beth and Duke's 
relationship growing up. Like, he was her babysitter. Maybe we get to see Mm, some of that. And then we see this distance between them because, like, obviously he's so much older than her. And, like, he doesn't have as much time to, like, be around her and stuff. And he views her as, like, like, a kid's sister kind of role. And then we switch to Lily... May's thing and we see how they meet because we never determined how they meet like I've having the notes under I think it's literally how Lily May met Duke I put we don't know how they met yeah and the options are like did Lily May come in shortly after his fling with Penny or was Duke cheating I like the first option I don't know I feel like cheating is overdone I really like how she came in like afterwards okay cool Because maybe then there's this whole thing where instead of, like, you cheated on me, it could be, like, you had sex with somebody, you had sex with a 16-year-old or something like that, you know? Maybe it's, like, during the proposal. He's, like, down and he's, like, you know, I want to spend my life with you or whatever. Um, Even though he's kind of a loser and Lily Mae's not a loser. (laughs) Like, you know, like, she likes him, but, like... She knows that he's probably... I feel like she's one of those girls that feels like she can bring him up to her level, like, with work mm-hmm. and stuff. She's kind of, She has that savior complex, I Yeah. Feel like. She has that, like, I can fix you type of energy. <laughs> yeah. Um, even though I feel like you can't, but whatever. Maybe she somehow finds out. Maybe that's how her and Beth team up. Maybe Beth has kind of got the suspicion. She brings it to Lily Mae, and Lily Mae starts, like, connecting the dots. And he's proposing, and she's like... Are you kidding? And she can't turn down this proposal because, like, mm-hmm. that's that's her big thing. Like, she wants to be married. She wants this family. Blah, blah, blah. Also, by the way, Lily Mae is 22. Duke is 26. So there is an age difference, but it's not anything, like, crazy. Yeah. Um, But, like, they're also enemies. Like, Beth and Lily Mae, like, they don't get along. But I think that's what's great about this is that, you know, even though they're enemies, they have a common interest. Agree. So I I really like that. This baby is bringing is bringing even enemies together. Uh, Mary, did you know that your baby boy would one day rule the world? Christmas episode. That's the last song. The last song. Well, not like the last song starring Miley Cyrus and Liam Hemsworth. Not that, but like, <laughs> you know how we have "Thank You for Being a Friend" in the pilot. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we said, like, each title card or whatever would have, like, a song oh, with it. yeah. Maybe, well, I don't know if that so makes sense timeline-wise. Are we wise. still in the, I mean, unless this is taking, all these episodes are taking place, like, in a very short time span. Because episode six is Christmas break. This is episode nine. I mean, it could be, like, a, still in this. Because we could really jump in season two. Like, we could go yeah. forward, like, several months if we wanted yeah. to. We can spend the first few episodes just introducing her life as, um, you know, preparing for motherhood and every- and Duke for fatherhood and all that. All that fun stuff. We're now at our season finale. I know. Okay. This is it, guys. Time of day. It's the middle of the night. There's a band of heavy cloud. You could tell... <laughs> You're in an aeroplane. Um, you want to change that? Is there another thing with it? Atmosphere. There's a barren feel to the place. Ooh. So maybe we're back at Lily May's family establishment or whatever. I don't from know. The first Should we go back to Penny, though? Because, like, 
even though it's great, I love Lily Mae and she is my favorite character so far. We, I think we have to spend a little bit more time with Penny. Well, I mean, maybe that's just the setting. Yeah. But do you want to change the airplane? Do you want to generate another one? Um, you're in a rough neighborhood. We've never, I mean, we've never really. The rough-em, tough-em streets of Vermont. (laughs) Let's see. You're in a small, you're in a village, not a village, that's not, you're in a small town. We've done that one. You're on a train, you're in the countryside. Okay, I think you're on a film set. (laughs) Okay, so this generator obviously has, like, limited settings. What was this bunker that we were talking about? So, one of your characters was Benjamin, who Mm -hmm. is 27, I think, and he is an acquaintance of Duke's because they work in the same strip mall. Benjamin works at the PetSmart. Duke works at Sherwin-Williams. He has this zombie apocalypse bunker, and we said maybe that's where Penny gives birth. Maybe that's where... Maybe that's where Baby was made. We don't know. But I feel like that wouldn't come into play until season two. Yeah, maybe he's introduced in season two. Mm-hmm. He's a new character. Okay, the story begins in a casino. We're in a casino. A casino? Could that work? Uh, Maybe it's like a parents episode. Uh, for the... But that's boring. I don't want them to be like the center of it. <laughs> Wait, that's boring. <laughs> a newspaper office. Triggered. Children's playground. I don't hate that one. Oh, you know what we could do with the children's playground? I feel like there's a very metaphorical type of thing with it. Uh huh. Where it's like obviously, maybe somebody somebody's there, like at the park, and they're just looking at this children's playground. Just think, maybe it's Penny. She's thinking about like. Oh, I'm having a kid. Like, my kid. I'm going to be pushing my kid down that slide one day. Like, and it's not going to be far from now. So, P is for playground. There we go. I love the way that that worked out. All right. So, we had middle of the night. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm such an idiot sometimes that it actually hurts. <laughs> we're, we're at the middle of a night at a children's <laughs> playground. Yeah, this isn't suspicious. A band of heavy cloud, barren place. So it's, it's kind of spooky. It's empty. Maybe Penny, she's really think she needs a place to think. So she went to a children's playground in the middle of the night, snuck out, and there's nobody there, obviously. It's the middle of the night who's bringing their kids to the playground. Ooh, what if, like, something happens to where Duke, like, just shows up out of nowhere? He's also at this place. And he's like, Penny? A penny? And then, like, somehow, you know, they talk it through. And it's revealed, you know, she's pregnant or something like that. Unless unless there was another way, and I'm just not remembering. I don't have the notes in front of me. Back up for a second. So it's a good parallel because in the first episode, she sneaks out at like dawn to meet with Delia. Mm-hmm. In the last episode, she sneaks out in the middle of the night to like mm-hmm. contemplate or whatever. And I think she's meeting up with both of the Ds, Delia and the Duke. <laughs> there we go. Obviously, like we just talked about how like Lily finds out that Penny is potentially pregnant with her boyfriend, now fiance's child. But Duke doesn't know at this point. Would Lily tell him, or would she just reluctantly accept the proposal? I don't know. That's the problem. I 
feel like she wouldn't tell him. I feel like she would keep it quiet. Yeah. But then he does find out through Penny. Because maybe in her head, she's like, Penny hasn't come along yet. Like, she's four or five months pregnant. You know, she hasn't come along yet. Maybe she never will. I think this is, like, a mistake on her part. This This is a fault in her character. You know, she didn't think ahead. She she just assumed Penny wouldn't go to Duke or say anything. And Penny didn't go to Duke. Duke went to her. But, like, also mm-hmm. not kind of. They just kind of, they, they just saw each other again after all this time. Mommy and Daddy were faded. Mm. And so Penny tells Duke. And then this will create, like, some sort of conflict in season two between Lily Mae and Duke and Lily Mae and Penny. And Beth some kind of way. I feel like... This could maybe potentially happen. Maybe when they're conversing and Penny finally tells him this would be happening in season two. Maybe Duke finds out. He doesn't know that Lily May knows. And maybe he tries to keep his Mm -hmm. own knowledge to himself. And then it comes out and Lily May, maybe in her head, she's like, oh my God, you knew about this whole time and never told me. Even though... It wasn't even like that. Yeah, she makes it all about her. She's like... You- P is for poor communication. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm trying to think, like, because obviously the, the season has to end on something big. Or not even big, but, like, a good ending. So what would be, like, a good ending? Is that the ending? Or, like, is something else happening? Well, it's the middle of the night. Would this be at the start of the episode? Or, like, the very end of the episode? <sighs> I don't know. I would think it's, like, the start of the episode. Obviously, we have subplots in there somewhere. But I feel like she would tell him, like, in the middle of the episode, they would talk it out a little bit. Because we need that conversation ended. Because we're not we're not spilling it over into the season two premiere. Mm-hmm. So maybe something else happens at the end. Like... Maybe maybe he is like, I'm infertile. I never even knew I could have kids. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. I was maybe thinking like. Because I because some I will say some TV shows, they end with like a supporting character that will become more important. So maybe this ends with like Duke and he's really nervous that he's going to get caught. Like something's because if it's if it's revealed that it's him to the public, he's going to jail. He's getting in trouble. So maybe it ends with him, like, I don't know, freaking out. And maybe he takes out things physically. So maybe he's, I don't know, breaking things. And then we're kind of just like, ooh, Duke may not be the person who, I mean, he's already suspicious enough. But he's a little violent as well. He's by himself. So maybe he's... I I can see it. He's by himself. He's taking out his anger on something metaphorically, obviously. Because, you know. Oh, there's an an idea brewing. What is it? Okay. What if... Okay, so if if our playground scene is the end of... Like, close to the end of the episode. Maybe when he's talking to Penny, he's like... He appears, like, calm on the outside. He's like, you know, we'll figure this out. Like, I want to support you. Blah, blah, blah. And Penny... She's she's scared. Mm-hmm. Even though like he said this, she's like, uh and then she kind of goes and it's whatever. We deal with her in the next yeah, season. Yeah, and maybe she's so calm that she's like, Look, you don't have to be involved or anything. This could be the only time we ever meet. I don't need you. 
And Duke is like, no, I like, I insist, I insist. And then they part ways. Duke goes home, rages, like what you just said. Like, we see him looking like an absolute crackhead. Because before the whole season, we see him as, like, he's cute. He's definitely, like, misguided. Because, like, if you're hooking up with somebody who's 15, you got some problems. Mm-hmm. Um, But maybe this is how we get Benjamin introduced in season two. Maybe he calls him up and says, hey, do you still have the keys to that bunker? And, like, he tries to flee because he's scared of jail time. Yeah, and then maybe, like, something in the conversation hints that this has happened before. Like, maybe maybe Benjamin on the other line is, like, like you, like, again, I don't know about using the word again because I feel like, again, that's overused. But something that hints that Duke has gotten into this problem before, maybe not the certain pregnancy problem because maybe this is the first time where he's, like, I really messed up. Maybe he does this a lot. He sleeps with a lot of minors. And Benjamin knows. Benjamin has tried to get him help. Has tried to say like, yo, I wouldn't, I don't know about this. And so something in the conversation hints that this is a recurring issue for Duke. But now he's really messed up because there's physical evidence against him. Maybe it started as like, he was 18 and he was dating somebody who was still in high school, which like is, is a thing. Like it's a thing. Like people are, they graduate and maybe their boyfriend or girlfriend was like a junior or something. So it's like a 17, 18 thing, technically illegal, but not like crazy, I guess. Um, and then maybe, I think he tried to go to college, but his dad gambled all the money away or something. Maybe he still went to college parties and maybe he hooked up with the girlies. There was pregnancy scares. I think Duke gives off like, like you said, I think these small age gaps turn kind of like snowballed into bigger ones. Like he's like, oh, that's not an issue now, but it's kind of become a bigger thing. He, I think he wants to hold on to that high school, his high school years. Like he's just like he like he peaked in high school and he wants to stay that way. But he's 26 now and obviously he can't. And it works out because Lily May is also in that high school mentality like she's kind of forced into Mm -hmm. it so oh my god this just works I think the final scene like we okay we see Duke on the phone and he's like do you still have the keys to that bunker blah 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 da 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 and then it cuts to Benjamin in wherever he's at and he maybe he's at the pet smart like he's behind the desk or something and the store is kind of empty and he's on the like work phone and he's like again and he's like jingling the keys and like getting ready to leave to go meet Duke and that's the end and we're just like who is this character and then we get mm-hmm. introduced to him in season two. I would also say that, like, Benjamin's tone is so, like, normal that, like, it's so, like, it, it's not shocking. If it was shocking, then obviously, oh, this is a one-time occurrence. But if it's so normal to a point where it's like, this is scary of how normal this is, like, this is for the two of them to talk about this. You know what this reminds me of? What? Um... Black Mirror, I don't remember which season it is because it's an anthology. I think it's season three, actually. Um, It's the one where the guy, like, we're rooting for him the whole episode because these online, like, hackers are like, we're going to expose you, blah, blah, blah. And we're like, oh, my God, we hope Kenny, like, makes it and can do all these tasks so his information isn't spilled. But then at the end of the episode, it's revealed that he's, like, saving child pornography Mm. to his computer and stuff. So it's like you're rooting for this person. But in the end, you find out that they're literally 
disgusting. I love this. I like how we went from, like, prom to (laughs) all of this. We will get to prom eventually. I just think, like, prom as a mid-season or season finale episode, I think they're just, it's overused. It's cliche. But it's still, we still need to have it. Um, all right. I think this is a good stopping point. I know we said we would, like, hint in season two, but I think we've done that throughout the entire episode. Mm-hmm. I really like this so far. It's great. I I think we developed a lot of characters. I I do want to get into like subplots because I feel like characters such as Reese and Beth and like some of the parents they they haven't gotten as much love as they should. But Lily May, mm, I love her. Uh, we love Lily May, and it's time for us to do the most cliche thing we could do and take a quiz. <laughs> We are taking a quiz called, this quiz will tell you what type of pregnant person you'll be with almost 100% accuracy. Who will you be for those nine months? An actual demon. <laughs> By Mike Spore. It's just, it. that's an oddly spelled name. It's interesting. A BuzzFeed staff member. Thank you, Mike. Pick a song to jam out to. Old Town Road by Lil Nas X. Never liked that song. Not once. Um, Bad Guy by Billie Eilish. That little ending whisper part. Immaculate. Um, Just Dance by Lady Gaga. A classic to move your body to. A classic Wii game. Honestly, Just Dance had so many versions. It was iconic. I'm sure Mm -hmm. people still play it. Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, 100%. Pork and Beans by Weezer. I don't have anything to offer to that because I don't know that song. Mm. Fashion by David Bowie. Should I know that song? I can't say that I do. Maybe I would know it if I heard it. I don't know. Or Crazy in Love by Beyonce. Nobody knows what that song is. That's on Taking Back Jay-Z. <laughs> um... Hmm. I will say this is not this is not the selection of songs I would want to choose from. That's just my opinion. But out of all these, I feel like Crazy in Love for some reason big brings me back to like middle school dances, even though I didn't go to any. You know? It's either that or single ladies. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna go with bad guy because you know the whole I like when you get mad. I guess I'm pretty glad that mm-hmm. you're alone. I just when that part hits, it just really hits for me. It does. Alright, in school, how often did you forget your lunch, book, or homework? Like every day, lol. Not often. Because I come from a stable home and don't forget things. More than I should have, or never. Um, as a person who religiously checks things at least three times, I don't remember ever forgetting something like that because I feel like anything like that would have been traumatic for me. So I wouldn't say every day, but I honestly, and I learned this about myself at that time, whenever I had to rush, I would always forget something in the morning, like always. So it was more than I should have. My mom had to come back to the school and leave stuff at the office many a time for me because I was an idiot. That's okay, though. 
But like teachers really get, gave you a lot if you forgot something. If you forgot, like if you didn't have a pencil, oh my goodness. I mean, you might as well just drop off the face of the earth. How dare you? I remember getting scolded in sixth grade for not having my science workbook. And it was in my locker, which was like literally three feet in front of me, like in that classroom. And the teacher was like, no, you should have had it out. I was like, I mean, I know these teachers are there to teach you like accountability, but the way they do it, it's like teaching you all this valuable stuff through um, trauma and yelling and emotional abuse. (laughs) Speaking of which, which of these were you most likely to be called? Um, blank tile. <laughs> that was my favorite was nickname mine. in school, blank tile. Um, blank space baby, if you will. Most studious, biggest weirdo, most likely to succeed, most athletic, or blank tile number two. Well, you know, I was always blank now. Uh, blank tile number two and it really hurt my feelings that I couldn't be blank tile number one (laughs) um (laughs) I remember um when I started becoming with uh friends with one of my best friends in high school she told me that in like seventh grade that she thought I did I wouldn't or like I didn't like her even though I didn't even know who she was because I was smart and I was like I didn't even know who you were but I'm sorry (gasps) You've had that experience, too, where someone's like, why do you hate me? And I'm like, I literally don't even know you. We never had, like, a class together or anything. Like, you you were only friends with people you had classes with. Mm-hmm. You didn't socialize with other people. But I'm going to say most studious for that reason. I would like to say that, but there, I never did my homework at home. I would always <laughs> do it at lunch or, like, in the car on the way to school. I was smart, just horrible time management. Realistically, I think I would be like blank tile number one, you know? Because I always felt like people did not know me at all. But then when someone would be like, hey, Taylor, I'd be like, how do you know my name? And we've been going to school for like 12 years together. Um, this next question, I saw it and I was, I was like, oh, gosh. Um, pick the grossest food here you'd actually eat. Okay. I feel like some of this would be on the Food Network. Um. Potato chip s'mores. Honestly, not I bad. feel like that's not horrible because people eat those chocolate potato chips. Yeah, it's like a, a salty sweet type of thing. Fried eggs and donuts. Those donuts look rank. Like they don't even look good. I thought that was a pretzel at first. <laughs> it looks kind of like greasy, fair, like funnel cake, but with like cheese on top. But that's not it. Obviously, it says it. Um, Cheetos dipped in a milkshake. If it was a fry, I wouldn't be so grossed out, but like because it's a Cheeto, uh. Or my personal um seventh ring of places that we all know. Cottage cheese and mustard. I'm trying not to look at that one. That I'm just choosing potato chips more. That's <laughs> I love mustard, but cottage cheese is disgusting. Ooh, I actually like cottage cheese. It's like the mustard thing with it, and I can't do. Oh, I'm a mustard stan. I'm also going to pick potato chip s'mores, because I just feel like that's not bad. Like, I feel like a restaurant mm-hmm. in East Nashville would serve that, and people would pay a lot for it. Mm-hmm. Pick a Riverdale cast member to get lunch with. It's a good thing I know my Riverdale cast members. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jughead Jones. Everyone's favorite narrator boy. Veronica Lodge, 
Daddy's Money, Handsome Squidward, Cole Sprouse's Girlfriend, aka uh, Betty, <laughs> Molly Ringwald, uh, aka Archie's Mom, or t- uh, what is her name in the show? Tony Topaz, but she's also My Babysitter's a Vampire. Hmm. Uh, okay it has to be molly ringwald i just need to hear all the stories about everything i'm gonna you know i'm gonna force her to admit that she's getting her getting her kids into harvard knowing knowing well that they can't get into them do you think that's her second family because in Riverdale, okay, so Archie lives with his dad in the beginning because his parents are divorced or separated or something. And I'm like, maybe Molly has a hidden secret family and that's the kissing booth people. I mean, obviously, I wouldn't put it against these writers to write something like that. I kind of want to have lunch with Handsome Squidward, a.k.a. Charles Melton, because he's in that one movie. You know that one movie with that girl, Yara Shahidi? The sun is also a star. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's mm-hmm. in that. And, like, I never saw that movie, but I saw clips from it. Oh, my gosh. Was that the movie that, all, like, whenever it was coming out, all the YouTube ads were just that movie? Mm-hmm. I hated it. I hated it already. They were annoying, like, no. but the cinematography was honestly kind of cute. And he was honestly, in that movie, he was one of those boys that would have gotten on my nerves in real life, but I would have been like, oh, my God, as a fictional character. Mm-hmm. You're using the internet right now. Do you know how it works? What does that even mean? Um, I've read up on it. Nope, oh, yeah, and I don't. Just, <laughs> I've just read up on the internet. I just love googling the internet. Um, nope, and don't care as long as it works. Uh, no, but I'll look into it. Or what was the question again? I'm going to say what was the question again because I honestly don't understand. We need to be more specific. Are you talking about like the Wi-Fi router? Because I can turn that thing on and off. Me too. I can. Um, now, calling Xfinity and being like, look, our Wi-Fi ra- not going to happen. No, I don't got the time to call Xfinity. And when you're talking about like wavelengths and how the internet actually works, honey, I don't know. So it's going to be what was the question again? I'm not Bill Gates, and I don't question how it works as long as that Wi-Fi signal is strong. So I'm going with nope and don't care as long as it works. Cool. So what type of pregnant person will you you be with almost 100% accuracy? You're going to be a maternity fashionista. You're going to be one of those Instagram mothers. Imagine. <laughs> I'm the next Acacia Kersey Brindley. I was about to say... She just had her third child. You need to catch up with her. I do. I need to like go on YouTube, need to check her Instagram, need to get the updates. Um, I'm going to be that pregnant person, in quotation marks, while others waddle around in dirty sweats with a shiny forehead. Oh my God, this is so judgmental. You'll be looking like a million bucks in A-plus maternity fashions. Get used to hearing, you're glowing and you look amazing because, well, you will. Someone really put the time and effort into this quiz judging by that description and mine. So I'm going to be basically an amateur obstetrician 
from the minute you become pregnant, you'll be on Google constantly, reading every article on pregnancy and researching even the tiniest of your symptoms. When you see your OBGYN, you'll wow them with the amount of on-point questions you have. Your loved ones will say all this doctor work only makes you worry more, but you'll know it's the one thing that makes you feel in control of the situation. I feel like that's so accurate. Like, it's so annoying, but like, I feel like that's who I am. That's very you. (laughs) That makes sense. Like, I feel like you would be one of those moms that goes to like Barnes and Noble and is like, okay, got to get the mommy books, got to get the parenting books, and I'll just be at TJ Maxx. I would, I have a fear if like, if I were to have a kid to like mess it up even the slightest bit, I do not want to have a serial killer kid. Okay. I will do everything in my path to not have that. So you'll be like nurture and I'll be, um, narcissism, image obsessed. It'll just, I'll just be having a baby for the looks. Basically you'll be a seventh grade history teacher. Oh my god. I like how the the picture, I know you can't see this picture, but the image of the pregnant mom in it, it's supposed to be fashionista, and this girl is wearing, <laughs> she's wearing yoga pants and like a striped purple and green shirt. Well, didn't you know that according to Emma Chamberlain, flared yoga pants are really in right now? Didn't you know that? I'm not going back and time to like the love pink victoria's secret era of like eighth grade i refuse not like me literally having three pairs of those in my drawer right now they are comfortable when it is time to bring them out but i will never step foot outside this house with them i don't like a flare i just can't get with it i can't get with the flare but everybody on twitter was like oh my goodness emma chamberlain is wearing these flared leggings and everybody was like no you need to be put in your place those are yoga pants yoga pants you never had them with the zebra band that said pink on them the rhinestone pink logo on the bootylicious booty no you didn't have that you never had the holes at the bottom hem because they dragged against the ground Mm -hmm. these young kids are gonna give her credit for that i'm not hating on her by the way they're gonna give her credit for that because they weren't sentient in like the era when that Mm -hmm. was big yeah, exactly. And I like how we have to say we're not hating on Emma Chamberlain. I think Emma, you know, I think she's great in whatever she does. And I say whatever she, do- she does because I haven't really caught up with her. Um, but we are not hating. We're just pointing out that some of y'all, some of y'all need to do some research. Respect your elders. Before you appropriate somebody's culture. <laughs> Eighth grade culture of like... What year would that have been? Like 2011 or something? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Anywho, um, <laughs> should we move on to our outro? I guess. I hope all you um, yoga pant wearing cuties are having the best week ever and that you enjoyed this week's episode. So give us a rating, give us a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like. Follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com and subscribe. Bye. Bye.